What's going on, everybody? I'm Joshua. And I'm Isaiah. And we would like to thank you for listening to the Reasonably Prepared Podcast. A preparedness resource for the complete beginner. Look, we are here to help you on your preparedness journey without the paranoia, fear, and doomsday often associated with preparedness. If you find our podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a comment letting us know. But now, on with the show. What's up, Isaiah? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's way too long. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, maybe I shouldn't do that. It's been too long, man. Yeah. We're back, though. We're back. We are back. We took basically the end of the year off completely. Yep. yep. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. Family stuff. Yep. Family stuff. Uh, I did some traveling. and uh, Where'd you travel to? Didn't? Where'd you go? Went to San Antonio. For Thanksgiving. Oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was very nice. Right on. Yep. Hadn't been there in a while, and um, it's a great Wait, great so time. you guys did, like, Thanksgiving Day in San Antonio? Yes, we did. And what did you do for Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, we stopped at a restaurant, and they uh, we had Thanksgiving dinner there. Oh, what restaurant? Um, I don't remember. Not a sponsor. Exactly. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. That's awesome. We We went to Louisiana for a big family Christmas party. And then uh, right after Christmas, we did so. We did uh, Christmas Day here at our place, and then went to the cabins, my folk, Christopher's, and mm-hmm. and uh, the family cabins, and did three four days down there, and then came back up. We actually had a really quiet New Year's, except this will be the first New Year's where I kind of went all in, and I put, I bought a lot of fireworks. Good for you. Good for you. And here in Texas, you can buy cool fireworks. Oh yeah, they've. They've got some great fireworks here. Thank you, Texas, for yes. not being a nanny state. Yep. Because we live... So, no no word of a lie. I might spend hundreds of dollars on fireworks with the big mortars, and mm-hmm. we blew them off right here in the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right there. The Waco sounded like a war zone. Did you have a lot of smoke in the street? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like, the next day or two, there was, you know, because like, I bought... I can't tell you how many black cats I bought. I found out that black cats are my favorite. Oh, gotcha. I love the black cats. And I got the big 200 and 300 oh, strip ones. Oh, man. You know, because they were, they were selling those big strips for like $1.50. Wow. Did you light them all at once? I lit a lot of them. Yeah. And so, so there was red paper everywhere. <laughs> so we just went through um, with my leaf blower. has a Yep. It, it like switches so I can suck up leaves. We just <laughs> vacuumed everything up with the still leaf blower. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was easy to clean up, and uh, so that was the, our end of the year, and now we're in 2022. I want to welcome everybody back to the channel and to the podcast. Oh, yeah. As always, I'm Joshua, and next to me is... Isaiah. Handsome Isaiah. Good old handsome Isaiah. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And so uh, before we get into this, we do want to mention some good news. Breaking news. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor, guys. Like an actual sponsor that we're really proud of and yep. we're super stoked about. In fact, I got, if you're watching on YouTube, I got a little bit of it right here. I'm just going to leave it right out here as our sponsor. And that is Blackbeard Firestarters. Mm-hmm. We did a review on the channel. They liked our review. They like what we're doing. So I had reached out to them before. And so they're going to help us do a couple of giveaways and, uh, and some other things. Uh, we're going to be hopefully getting more involved with them. But what's cool is uh, they gave us a promo code for you, the listener. And if you go to the website, they have all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, something called the Pirate's Plunder. It's got a really like a half inch ferro rod, a bunch of the fire starting rope. So if you're needing any hands down, some of the best fire starters I've ever Right, it's a re- it's really good products. Yeah, it works really really well. Uh, I really like it. I keep it in my truck, keep it in my backpack, keep some in the house, and then uh, we're about to do a video where I keep some survival goodies on my hunting rifle. Right, uh, and I, I it was it's it's light enough that I could actually put it in my the little hunting rifle, so I could start a fire anywhere uh, with it. So go to the website, uh, look at the pirates plunder. It's like seventy five bucks. Comes in a little bag and everything. Um, or you can just get like a three pack of the ropes for you know, like twenty eight bucks or something like yep. that. Um, and if you go to their website and type in the promo code prepared, there'll be a link in the description below. Use the promo code prepared. You're going to get an extra ten percent off your order because and just tell them reason to be prepared sent you. 
Oh yeah, we're giving you guys a Christmas present. Yeah, but it's not. But after Christmas, yeah. we're giving you a 2022 yeah. present. Definitely. So go check it out, Blackbeard Firestarters. We'll put the link in the description below on YouTube and uh, on the podcast, and type in the code prepared p r e p a r e d for an extra 10% off your entire order site wide. Thank you Blackbeard. You guys are awesome. We'll do more work with you guys. Yep. All right. What are we talking about today, my boy Isaiah? Well, as you know, we have our three main topics that we cover here the on Prepper this Trinity. Podcast. That's right, the Prepper Trinity, uh which is water, food and medical. Right. right. Water, food, medical. Yep. We did water a while back, Correct. a whole episode of Water. Go check that out. That's your starting point. Um, and this time, we want to kind of unpack to get people started in on food, what to right. do, how to start. One, once again, this is not going to be exhaustive. We we rarely, anything we do here is super exhaustive, but we're just trying to help people get their feet wet. Correct. Get them, get them organized. A lot of people t- uh, seem to have anxiety over this one as well because yeah. uh, they think they have to go out and buy, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of food. Buckets of buckets of right. the, the dehydrated, you know, survivalist right. food, you know, the, yep. the Patriot foods and all that kind of stuff. And we want to kind of bring some clarity there. Same thing with water. We, we learned that a lot of people do things like buy a lot of water gadgets, but then they don't really actually have any water. Yeah. Same thing with the uh-huh. with um, you know homeboy Brett when we were talking with him, uh, and and that happens a lot with food where people they'll pat, they'll they'll so come to an advertisement and they'll be like oh yeah that, that's that Patriot food thing and then they'll get a bunch of food and then they'll just put it there and then they think they're covered and they're kind of not and that food's junk and it tastes terrible yep. uh, and there are other more practical ways to get started right so we wanted to kind of go over that and um and and once again starting point. Starting the conversation, not exhaustive, not the entire story. You know, you kind of decide your own level of involvement. We're just going to help you get your sea legs right in this. So our first bullet point when it comes to that is buy what you already eat. Yes, there is is nothing worse than if you're in a stressful situation, national uh, natural disaster whatever it may be and you're stuck with 800 cans of asparagus <laughs> I was wondering what I was that was going canned asparagus cuz you went and bought all the canned asparagus that's on right. sale that's right no 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 the best place to start is where you already food shop that's and correct. and just buying a little more and getting yep. ahead of the game yeah and and that's how i got started you know yeah. um and so instead of buying four or something we buy maybe six or eight Right, and, right, and just have a little bit extra, and uh, and that's how we started. Right, right. So, and we do the same thing. Uh, Leah and I both will, you know. Now it's to the point, you know, where we're buying flour fifty pounds at a time because we cook so much. But, um, but if there's anything that we use on a consistently regular basis, oils one, right. um, you know, olive oil and canola oil, you know, flour, sugar, yeast. Um, you know, every every couple of grocery shops, just pick up one extra of, you know, your oil and have it staged behind the one you're actively using. Right. And then you've always got that extra one on the shelf ready to go. And that should carry you. To, and you, you can get it to the point where you've got like an extra just by doing that in a, in a very short order, you have like an extra month of food. Right. You know, and if we're talking about, you know, a. a you know, yes, a hurricane, fire, you know, natural disaster, something like that, that knocks out power for a little while. That's a good buffer. It's a good, right. you know, extra two two weeks to four weeks worth yeah. of food. Or even if you lose your job. If you lose your job and you, you know, get your job. And you can't structure. afford food at that moment in time, you know, yeah. or you have minimal money to get what you want, you know, you have a little bit of extra. Mm-hmm. And so, the, I mean, that's just the, for for me, for us, the easiest place to start is start where you, with what you already buy. Yep. Um. And we're going to go over you. You you have the whole list on it, but um, we have broken down food storages, food things into like a three tiered system, right. which is I mean I say we broken it. We ha- a lot of the information we're going to give you is not new information. We're just trying to curate it in a, in, yep. a, in a way to give it to you. So you've got your short term storage, food storage, your long term or short term, mid term, and long term food storage or food stuffs, food acquisition, food 
storage food 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 right? food um and i had like so i had some bullet points on maybe some of the philosophy of stuff and you had really good notes on the mid or short term mid term long term right examples yeah examples so start of... breaking down um you know what we're going to have examples and things to do short term because one of mine here that i was going to go into next and learning to cook from scratch uh, and keeping those ingredients goes into mid term and, and short term right. mid term long term so go yeah so uh what you want to do is that if you find yourself in a a um, situation um, what I would do is I would go ahead and just start with what's in the refrigerator, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what's going to go uh, bad first. And so just go ahead and either start cooking it or on a, on a gas grill or um, eating it. Um, well, that would be an example of, so, of yeah. short. Short-term right. storage is going right. to be the stuff that is the most perishable. Correct. Your vegetables, yep. your proteins that are not frozen your you know unboxed you know foods things like and already prepared foods in right. the fridge are all you are very short term specifically produce eggs of course properly garnered eggs and stored eggs actually will store for a long time right even on the counter yeah depending on well not the stuff you buy at the store though yeah farm yeah but just fyi if you got farm raised eggs and they haven't been washed like you can store those on the counter or in, in a cool place for, for a very long time, months, which we, I've done. We've done before. Anyway, so your short-term storage is going to be that. What else you got there on your short-term notes there? Um, you know, I've got um, all the things that we usually buy, right? So you're looking at canned vegetables and fruits and oatmeal. Um, of course, I've got to have my canned asparagus, you know, and <laughs> – Cereal, you know. If I find canned asparagus, I'm going to buy it, and it's going to sit right here. Does it even a real thing? Of course, gross. Of course, yeah. Who would buy and eat that? Lots of people. Who Lots would buy and eat any asparagus? Yeah, gross. Sorry, asparagus lovers. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. But, um, but what I I thought was a good idea is to have maybe some hard candies on hand. Okay, you know. Yeah. And yeah. just something to help you out in a stressful situation, you know. And I know that uh, your kids call it a certain thing. Oh, well, what do they call it? They're, they're, so at this point, we're talking about keeping like familiar foods and dessert. Yeah. We call it uh, treatable. Treatable. They're yeah. treatable things. So um, we want I, something that's treatable. Yeah. Just something that gets your mind off it for maybe a second or two so you're not so stressed out and maybe uh, put a smile on your face. Yeah. It's, it's you know, when we talk about survival food. Things like that. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to be like, well, if you're in a survival situation, you'll just be happy to have everything, anything. And although there's probably some truth to that, mm -hmm. um, we can mitigate right now ahead of time when things aren't. Excuse, oh wow, when things aren't terrible. Yeah, have some things that are like fun. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some hard candies or or um, easily prepared brownies or something like that, right. where you just have to add water and and you can bake them. Um, uh, provided you have a way to cook it, right. but still, just things that are more familiar and um, help alleviate the mental stress of the already stressful situation. Right. Uh, so, some couple of treats, yeah, and and you could put that. That could be considered even long term, depending on the type you do. But, right. Um, so, more short term things are going to be also things like cereals. Right. You know, box cereals. Yep. Um, what else you got there? Yeah, it was uh, Bisquick. Oh. You know canned chicken you know that, that'll store for a long time but this is stuff that you probably already have on hand and uh is familiar right so um yeah so that's gonna be some your short term so yeah. you can start it and it's a cool place to start but then you've got your what your midterm stuff your midterm storage is what i'm it's the stuff that's in your freezer uh that if you have power it'll just you know it'll store for a year or more, you know. Yeah, so, or more, depending you know, on how it's packaged. Yeah, short term, I guess we'll talk, we'll just call you know easily perishable. Then midterm, where you know it's not a forever food, um, but you know it could go bad in a year to three, you know, yeah. one to three years, and then three on is going to be you know long term food storage. But stuff that's in your freezer, um, uh, canned goods, non perishable foods, what we call non perishable, which once again do have an expiration date. So right. it's a misnomer to say non perishable because they can perish. Um, 
It's it's up to you whether or not you want to take it past that expiration date. Right. right. So so canned foods have an expiration date. FDA says they have an expiration date. But um, a lot of times, in most cases, that expiration date is kind of arbitrary, and that's actually it's best if eaten. It's a freshness date or best right. if eaten by, and you can actually go well past it. We're talking about cans. Uh, use your better judgment. If, if you're talking about can and it's swollen, yeah. Or you open up a box of red macaroni flag. and cheese and there's bugs in it. <laughs> yeah, red um, flag. yeah, red flag. Don't don't eat those sorts yep. of things. Um, but that's going to be your midterm storage. Uh, once again, provided you have power, you can keep food in your freezer for a very long time if it's stored properly. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, and once again, one one to two years. Now, freezer burn is an issue. It's a concern, and you'll want to cycle through that. But you can do that. And then there's your long term store. Actually, so here's a there's a middle ground there between midterm and long term. Like MREs have like a seven year shelf life, right? right. Um, so they're kind of long term, but they're kind of midterm. And an MRE is a meal ready to eat. That's what the the army, you know, the military eats, and right. and you know they come in these cool pouches, and in the pouches there's basically an entire meal, and they're light. Yeah, uh, they've got a smaller footprint, you know, usually than cans, right, or anything like that. So right. it's a lot easier to store a lot more of them. Um, they are going to be more expensive than, uh, say, a can of green beans or corn. Right, but. right, exactly. And so that's and then your long term are going to be your dehydrated foods, your freeze dried foods, the add water to foods, and there's a plethora of those as well. We're, we're you know. My mom and dad and our family, we have a lot, they have a lot of those kind of buck, you know, 20 year food, 20 year plus food, shelf life, dehydrated and freeze dried foods. And, you know, it's a lot of them are just salt calories. Right. You right. know, and, and I don't know if they taste good. I'm going to be buying a whole bunch of different versions of those so we can taste test them to find out like. A, which ones taste good? Yeah, that's I think the most important thing. And I would I would recommend you do that because you can buy samples from any of the companies, um, whether it be you know what is it you know Wise Owl and then My Patriot Supply right. and you know all of these different places and some are really really good. And look at the the nutrient density. Like what are, what are the ingredients list? You know, I mean, does it have good protein? Is it nothing but just salt and carbs? Right. And you know, that's only good chemicals? for a certain amount of time. Yeah, just yeah. salt and carbs. And if, if you're dipping into long-term storage because of a long-term emergency, you want something that's going to be beneficial for you and not... It's going to make you full, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's going to benefit your body. Yeah. And not just... And once again, not be so salty. Or once again, it just tastes bad. Yeah. Because a lot of these companies will... I mean, I, I, that's why I want to find out who it is. These companies capitalize on the, the idea that you're going to buy it and forget it. So they don't really have to make them delicious or good or really all that good for yeah. you. So be careful when you're buying those long-term buckets of food. Uh, and once again, we're going to do research on because I, I want to buy them, yeah, yeah. on several of them. And I had had some before um, th that we would keep in our icebox. And then it dawned on me, like, I haven't even tried these foods. Like, I don't even know if they're any good. I just... We just picked them and put them in there like most people do, and I'm going to not do that anymore. So this is a, a little bit of a pothole in my own game, yeah. uh, and I'm, for the channel and for our own personal, I'll be researching and actually doing taste tests uh, of long-term dehydrated um, you know, food storage. What are you looking at us? What's up, Producer Caleb? Well, I've got kind of a off-topic but fun statement to make, which is that a video on the Reason Prepared channel has just surpassed a thousand views. Oh yeah, the, yesterday it was nine hundred ninety nine. Talking about the uh, the water one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. One thousand and four views as of this morning. Right on. Thank you guys. Man, yeah, thank you everybody for watching the channel and coming yeah. in. Let's get back to the food. So once again, start with what you already buy. So we'll start there and yeah. get what you already consume um, to. Up to a month. Right. Right. So that, in other words, if you're, um, you know, you make your grocery list now, hey, this is going to require a little bit of forethought. There, I know in today's modern age, people food shop as they feel they need it, right? But they don't actually budget out right. for, for the month. They're just, oh, I think well, we need this and we need this and they'll go and they'll just kind of haphazardly buy. So this might require for you to actually budget. Like, similar I to just 
plan. Think about plan, it. Plan, yeah, plan. Yeah. In our house, my wife is taken to planning meals for the entire month. Now, it's not so rigid that you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is pretty much plotted up. But we rearrange meals all the time. Yeah. It's basically just thirty days worth of meals, and then we just divvy them up how we want. And she'll be like, well, on Tuesday is Taco Tuesday, and Wednesday we're doing meatloaf, and Wednesday we're doing this. And she'll do that for almost the whole meal, and then we, or the month, yeah. and we'll budget out food for the month. So um, that's one way to get ahead of um, food storage. Get yourself into a position where you have at least, well, first things first. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. I think you good now. your brains all over the wall. You're welcome. Here, I, 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 meant, I forgot to mention this. Get in a as part of your ice box, seventy two hours worth of food stored up. Right. Okay. Some canned food, some non perishable food, and cycle through that every six months. Put that in an ice box. Get yourself three days worth of emergency food in your ice box. Download our ice box emergency checklist so you know what's going on. Uh, there'll be a link for that. But that is the first thing to do. Um, I, which I forgot to mention immediately. I just, awesome. I just yeah. for, completely forgot about it. But um, do that. Get 72 hours per person, 72 hours worth of food per person in your home. Right. Make sure they're all covered. I don't, like I said, I don't care if it's dinty more beef stew. Which is you good. Know, it's which good. actually does taste good. Like, I have an affinity. Corn beef hash. Yeah, I have an affinity for canned, for mid-century canned yeah. foods, you know. <laughs> I, and I know they're not the greatest thing in the world, but I like them. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, and and some of the uh, dehydrated or freeze dried foods, try them out. The mountain I, Mountain House makes good ones. Right, I've eaten plenty of Mountain House meals out in in the field camping. Um, they do make good ones. Right, their beef stroganoff one was really good. I don't even know if they make that one anymore. Um, but go grab enough water and enough food for seventy two hours. That's your immediate baseline. After that, start looking at a thirty day food storage from based on what you already cook. Okay, so look at your midterm, your short-term, midterm, and long-term, and cover those short-term, midterm bases. Uh, short-term stuff is stuff like you said. We already went over that, but yeah, yeah you, you can take short-term stuff and turn it into long-term stuff by um, doing some things to it. We'll go over here in a little bit, but um, know that your short-term stuff is going to just—it's going to be perishable, and it's not going to be something you can restock fast in on an emergency situation. Right. No different than the water story. We you know when we're like, hey. It's kind of like water in that way, where it goes off the shelves fast and it Correct. it can rot and you know, and so another thing we recommend if, in budgeting for the month, you maybe I need to talk to Leah and we can offer. Oh, that's a good idea. Like like a because she has a whole meal prep thing that she checklist yeah. she has. We maybe offer that to people if you guys want it. Let us know. Leave it in the comments below. Uh, maybe we can offer that as a PDF for free, um, but is to learn how to cook from scratch. Right. Okay. This right. is another big one. Uh, uh, one thing is, is that if we're in that type of situation and you don't know how to cook these, cook this stuff, you know, right. you've got all of it here, but you've got 80 pounds of flour and sugar and salt, yeah. but don't know what to do with it. Learn how to make bread from sour water, flour, water, salt, and yeast. Right. right? Um, it, Learn how to do these things. Don't stop. It's really easy and really convenient in today's day and age to to. Yeah. Do you remember that guy we used to work with? I'm not gonna say his name because I don't. Remember, but he would always say he would bring food in uh, and be like, "Oh, homemade," but it would be like hamburger helper. Right. <laughs> got, got me homemade hamburger helper. That's right. He would do that stuff or I, or be like, "Oh, homemade." It would be like chicken noodle soup from Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Yeah. And I'm like, buddy, that that's not homemade. Well, I made it at home. I didn't go out to eat, so I made it at home. I'm like, well, I guess that's kind of home. I guess you can consider that homemade, but that's not yeah, it's, cooked from scratch. Well, yeah. that's what you go. Well, you're talking about cooking from scratch. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm considering, like a homemade, you know. Yeah. And so there are some basic ingredients that we just keep all the time in bulk. Flour is one of them. We just because. We make so many pancakes yeah. and we make so much bread and we make um, salt is one of them. Sugar is sugar. one of them. We buy these in, in bulk and we, Leah buys the uh, the raw brown sugar stuff, you know, the, not brown sugar, but the raw right hippie sugar, I guess, you know. Um, we buy a lot of rice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we buy we eat a lot insane of rice. amounts of yeah. rice because uh, my wife's Cajun 
You know, I mean, there's rice at most meals. So it's easy to become dependent on the Chef Boyardee canned foods and the and the hamburger helper bot and the rice and then the, the Stouffer's frozen dinners that you just throw in. And, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what to do with your life, I guess, but... Um, I mean, they do have their place somewhere, right? You know, we, for convenience, we use them as well. Yeah, the, the 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 point being, learn how to cook with fresh raw ingredients, right? And from the basic ingredients, I guess that's what I'm more getting at. Learn how to cook from basic ingredients. If you don't know how to do that, pick up the joy of cooking, uh, and a couple of just basic cookbooks, and it'll teach you how to. And just learn how to cook. All of our kids, we 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 so in our house, all of our children. Um, Caleb, you do it now. Liam and Kerwin, and then Leah or Liam is he starting to do it as well? Um, that one night of the week they have to cook dinner for the whole family. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Liam doesn't do that quite yet, but I've done it for a long time. Right. Yeah, and Kerwin's doing it now, and then Liam, and we, the, that way they can learn how to cook for a yeah. large group of people from what we have. Yeah, I just had this talk with my son uh, this week actually, and uh, he's about to turn thirteen, mm-hmm. and. Um, I told him he was going to have to start learning how to cook. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, well, why? You and mom do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, son, yeah. we're not going to be here forever, and you're That's not going right. to live here forever. It's called life lessons, buddy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And so we do. And then they have to cook for the whole family. And, and, and it gets them out of just cooking for just a tiny little bit or convenience food. It's, no, I'm cooking food. I'm preparing whole chickens and baking them. I'm um, you know, preparing whole, you know, burgers or whatever it is. Right. And usually we start out simple. Burgers is something pretty simple. Anybody can grill or fry up burgers. And then you got the condiments and everything like that. So learning how to cook from scratch uh, and from the basic ingredients and then keeping those basic ingredients on hand is another some, something that's very important. Um, another place, if you are looking for long-term storage, mm-hmm. like you just said, is, hey, rice and beans. Right. And... Um so when we're talking about long-term storage here, um, it's going to be something that's going to last over 10 years. Right. right. So I right. just wanted to make that clear. This is something that um, will last for a long time. And there are some things that will last, you know, 25, 30 years. Um, but even in my dry stuff, that that is my long-term storage, uh, we still cycle through it. Yeah. 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 It, we well, <laughs> I don't want to lose it. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, and because we both eat a bunch of rice, Leah right. buys rice at twenty pound bags. Um, we like basmati rice and some other rices, and we're just we always have another bag behind it. But then um, I just talked with Leah, and so I'm going to buy food grade buckets. You have some in your food preps, right? Uh, with the seal lid mm-hmm. and some mylar, the big mylar vacuum seal yep. bags, and I'm just going to you know fill them. We 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 used to have these, and since we moved away from our prepper property and we're in the city now we kind of got away from it and i'm restocking um but we had five gallon buckets full of rice and full of beans and full and uh dehydrated potatoes you know the and and dehydrated milk and you know the mylar mylar bags this is one of those stereotypes of preppers right Right. i know whenever i talk a lot about oh i i'm prepared um i make sure that uh, my family will be good and 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 it um natural disaster or if i lose my job oh wow you're getting out the mylar bags right uh yeah yeah, yeah actually yeah. because they do a really good job oh, yeah. at, at preserving food right exactly so but um yeah I, w- I store a lot of rice a lot of beans what what really makes it long-term storage is the lack of moisture and sunlight yeah moisture right. and sunlight right right and so uh just think about that and if you if you're buying food already that uh, has low moist no moisture in it so you're you're i'm talking about pastas grains mm-hmm. you know beans and lentils we have so many lentils you know and you know what we don't and probably won't ever have what's that lentils oh i love them leah grew up eating because she's love so poor lentils. cajun right yeah so lentils with a teeny bit of with a, basically a ham bone in it just to give right. it flavor yeah and she's like i won't we they're not allowed in our house because wow. Leah's like, no, I don't want lentils in my house. Yeah, during the the winter and fall, uh, we have a bean meal probably two, maybe three times a night. Yeah, a week. I mean, and um, my wife will pull out the uh, split peas or the lentils and the beans, mm-hmm. and um, ours is chili. Rice. The whole family chili. loves chili, yep. and she packs it full of beans. 
But uh, also you want to look at like there's so many things that are dried, right? Mm -hmm. There's companies making millions of dollars off of dehydrated food. Uh, one I can think of off the top of my hand is called Thrive. Mm -hmm. Not a sponsor. That'd be awesome. But uh, they, If their food's any good, once again, I want to try it. So Yeah. Um, they freeze-dry individual ingredients, mm -hmm. right? So you can have a can of onions, a can of corn, and you can actually make meals out of those cans. And right. uh, and so, but what makes it that way is the lack of moisture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pull all the moisture out of it, freeze-dried, uh, and then, or dehydrated, but I think freeze-dried is kind of the uh, superior way, as I'm doing more research on that. Yeah. Um, and once again, having eaten Mountain House and all that, those are really, really super duper good. Um, but, the, you know, to, I guess if you if we're going to tell you to keep these specific things on hand, you, rice is easy. Right. Beans. Beans. You want to make sure also that this is where water turns into food storage, not just water storage. So you're making sure that you've got enough water to constitute these things, your rice, your beans, your dehydrated, your, your milk, powdered milk is another thing we keep. Right. I mean- how much of a nightmare would that be? And you're relying on all this food, but have nothing, nothing to make it. I know. It's just, it's all, it becomes dust at that point. Right. right? You can't, you, you know? can, you know, uh, anyway, so make sure you've got enough water to reconstitute these things, but I would definitely, um, pick e extra rice, extra beans, cause rice and beans make up a, you know, um, a substantial meal in an emergency. Right. Um, there's dehydrated potatoes we've kept, uh, before now, not everybody in our house likes those. Um, I do, yeah. um, you know, but it, I guess in an emergency, it, it's just an extra starch <coughs> uh, to eat. And then powdered milk. Mashed potatoes are really just a vessel for butter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Right. Hopefully you've got, hopefully you've got butter. Yeah. And a, a grid down, <laughs> which that's another thing. We, we buy our butter in big bulk and I freeze it. Right. You know, we put in, so we'll buy at Sam's. We'll ha at any time we'll have those big bricks of butter. We'll have three or four of those ahead of schedule, or, or in the in reserve. In reserve, thank yeah. you. In reserve. Um, so yeah, make sure you get yourself some, you know, some extra rice. You can store that in depending on you know how big your family is, how much rice you guys eat. Um, you either just store it in, you know, an airtight small container. I've heard of people putting them in the in like soda bottles. Oh yeah. You know, and then yep. just storing them there. Mm -hmm. you, you can even buy the little oxygen things on Amazon, Amazon for next to right. nothing. Yeah. And just put that in there, to oxy oxygen absorber. And then you've got rice and beans long term. It's another good place to, to start. And then anything else that you, you personally might want uh, in that regard, potted meats or dehydrated meats, things like that. Um, yeah, not everybody is a fan of, say, Spam, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, they make a lot of canned meats. You know, it's not just spam. Right. Right. You know, right. You, you chip look beef at, and all this other different right, things. Right. Right. And so um, try them out. Mm -hmm. See what you like and um, go buy some. Yeah. Uh, so here's another um, another thing to consider is how are you going to physically cook the food? Mm. Okay. So if you're storing food for long term and you've got what midterm long short term midterm long term you let's say we got our bases covered or you're getting to work on those right mm -hmm. um how are you going to cook it so if your grid is down and you don't have electricity and you have an electric stove what do you do yeah so do you have a camp stove i know Maybe, i do yeah. yeah so they make you know camp stoves are reasonably inexpensive you can get butane ones you can get the little propane ones remember propane doesn't go bad uh, it just can lose its odor. The odor they put in there is a manufactured odor just right. because it's odorless. Um, but just get a camp stove, a Coleman camp stove, and a Coleman camping cook set. And a lot of these stoves, they're doing a lot better with preser preserving and rationing out the, the gas that it needs to burn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, they're way more efficient. Right, and, yeah. and so the bottles of propane are lasting a lot longer that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Usually know. I find that those little green bottles of propane, the real, the real, once again, moisture, right. they can rust. Um, but if you keep them in a cool, dry place, they last. I mean, I've used this, like I picked up a tank that we got. I'm like, Oh yeah, I bought this pipe 15 years ago and it worked. That's awesome. Yeah. It totally yep. worked. Yep. I'm not saying it's probably the safest thing to do, but it works. Right. And, um, they also make an attachment for like a Coleman cook stove or some of those cooked stoves. That um, it's just a little hose attachment, so you can connect it to your your the bigger five pound one yep. that goes under your propane grill, which 
is another way of cooking propane grill. Um, any of the recreating ways we cook could are potentially or are 100% prepper ways to cook. So charcoal grills, your Traegers, your propane grills, your offset wood smokers, all of these that we use in city life or in modern day life to, you know, just for the fun of it or right. to get back to the, you know, roots are prepper ways to cook. Right. I mean, we, we don't call them that because they're, we're using, you know, people break them out on 4th of July or they do this and that now. Yeah, I mean, barbe- barbecuing, we call it barbecuing, uh, using the grill, you know, we're going to go do some barbecuing and... That's all from cooking on the fire around, the camp, you know, either a campfire or right. um, cowboys back in the day, you know, uh, going across the state, you know, and the stop up and start cooking. You know, right. so, so we get to do it in our backyard. You know, a lot of people are already trained to, quote unquote, prep or cook. They just just don't call it that because we're grilling burgers and hot dogs. Yeah. Well, grilling burgers and hot dogs is the same if you don't have power as if you so do have true. power. It's the same, you know, um, cooking, cooking piles of meat. You know, or hunting like we hunt and I hunt, right. um, and it, it's a, you know, just another. It, it kind of just goes back to harkens back to our primitive, our primitive roots. But we already call it that. We already do that. So I know we were having a conversation uh, yesterday, in fact, about how you cook a whole bunch of stuff, right? And um, and then just split it up and vacuum seal it yourself. Right. So that that's actually where I was going to yeah. go next with if you're as far as short term, midterm, long term, another thing you can do is own equipment that helps you preserve yeah. food. So um, I, I own a vacuum sealer. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we find things that are on mega sale, for instance, um, I found pork shoulders or pork butt, Boston butt, the full pork shoulder that you would make pulled pork out of um, at our local H-E-B. Not a sponsor, but shout out to H-E-B because we love H-E-B. Love H-E-B. Woo-woo. Um, and they went on sale <coughs> for 90, I think it was 92 cents a pound. Incredible. So the entire thing, which is usually 20 bucks, right. was like six bucks. Yeah, you showed me and I was shocked that uh, <laughs> so, I looked at it and it was like seven bucks. Yeah, so the yeah. price was like, one one was like seven twenty two, yeah. one was like six eighty five. Right. And so they were limiting it two per person. So... I bought two, and then I walked outside, took them to my truck. I walked back in. I bought two more. I walked back out to my truck, and I walked back in. So I bought a whole bunch of them. And Ellie wanted pulled pork for her birthday part, your know, birthday dinner. So yeah. I made pulled pork, and Leah says, hey, can you just make a second one? Because it's it, cooking one is cooking two. Cooking two is cooking four on my smoker because it's so big. So I, it doesn't matter. I'm still burning the same amount of wood. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I made a second one, and we just. Cut it in half. I didn't even pull it apart. I just cut it in half, vacuum sealed it, each half, yep. and dated it. And now my wife has a pull-out-of-the-freezer convenience meal like you would buy um, at you know HEB. All she's got to do is take that, put it into boiling water, turns it into like a sous vide-type mm-hmm. bag, and then she's got heated pulled pork. <coughs> Excuse me. She's got heated pulled pork and a whole family meal. And with no extra work on our right. parts, except for the fact that I own a vacuum sealer. So learning how to preserve your own food, vacuum sealer, uh, jarring. We're going to be doing some things on canning and jarring, learning how to. These are a bit more on the advanced side um, after you get yourself up and going. But, I mean, you can kind of jump into the stream anywhere you, you, right. if you see fit, which is fine. Well, once again, get three days worth of food. Yep. Have three days worth of food and then have a week, worth, like have your month. But do that first. Just do that, please. But on the more advanced side, I have meat slicers. Another thing Leah, we do with our vacuum sealer um, is Leah will prep food all day on Saturday. She'll make meatballs. She'll make meatloaf. Or she'll, uh, she'll make all of these different meals and not cook them. Just have the meats prepped right. or the proteins prepped or the servings prepped. Vacuum seal them. Put them in the freezer. And then for the month, when, you know... Um, month or even two when it's like oh man what are we gonna have for dinner i don't know to, oh i got meatballs i can just toss in the pot brown them up and now we get spaghetti and meatballs right you know uh instead Making of trying your to, own mres at that point yes exactly right in which actually i want to do the same thing i want to try to make mres using vacuum sealer that'd be awesome. i wonder if we can do we could do it i don't have to research that but i think i want to try making we could do our it. own little mre thing um so another thing you can do apart from learning how to preserve your own foods. I mean, I use my vacuum sealer also. I mean, we hunt, so all I process all of my own animals. I do not pay anyone anymore. And the reason I have those things, butcher knives, butcher blocks, 
man, <coughs> I'm going to need some water. Things like that. Vacuum sealer, grinder, meat grinder, all that. It's because when you're spending, you know, two, $300 per animal to have processed, well, the equipment costs that. Right. That's how much it costs. Yeah. That's how much it costs. So I just rather own the equipment and own the manufacturing process. And then I know how the meat's processed. And I know exactly how it's processed. And then I've got, so I've got, my freezer is full of food that I process. And I've actually showed you how to do yep. it. And we'll, we do it together. Um, and so having your own food preservation methods too is another more advanced. Another thing you can do is start a backyard garden on backyard chickens. Right. Check with your city ordinances on chickens. I think most places let you have them with no rooster. Uh, but I'm going to be honest. Having lived on big pieces of property um, and owning chickens, at one point we had 60 chickens. Yeah. Guys, chickens are actually really easy. Yeah, we had 25 rabbits. We started with three. Yeah. And they did what rabbits do. And yeah. uh, we ended up with 25 and uh, relatively easy. You know. Yeah, chickens are super easy. Yeah. Though. Chickens are super easy. They don't need a lot of space. You just keep them fed. <coughs> Excuse me. They eat a lot of um, your leftovers, you know, right. so you're going to create less waste. But you can have, you know, three, four chickens, three, four laying hens. They're going to lay two to four eggs a day. You know, most people, that's, thank you very much, producer Caleb, water. Mm. Man, I need that water. Some backyard chickens and in a backyard garden. What was the thing you were telling me about earlier? It hangs upside down and grows food. I think it's called the topsy turvy and topsy turvy tomato plant, and you can hang it yeah. upside down and it grows. You just hang it on a a hook mm-hmm. and you can grow tomatoes. Yeah, and there's lots of books on backyard mm-hmm. homesteading on like a quarter of an acre or a city lot or a suburban lot. Yep. One of the ones I like the most, as far as gardening is concerned, which several people since I started the channel and have been promoting it to people they've really thanked me for it and that's the square foot gardener right and that allows you to do the it theorizes in a four foot by four foot square space you can create enough vegetables enough vegetation to feed a person two salads a day out of that one box so everything you would need for two full salads in the four foot by four using something called companion gardening so there'll be a link for that is the square foot gardener um so just start small don't feel like you've got a you know, cultivate, you know, uh, a farm in your backyard, you know, just make it a fun family project with you and the kids with a four foot by four foot box, you know, learn and, and when you do it that way with a raised one too, less weeds get in there. Right. Um, but four foot by four foot box, square foot gardening. And then, uh, you know, chickens need a 10 foot by 10 foot area for four or five chickens. Just make sure it's covered and they've got a place to go in and lay and all that. You can, I mean, Listen, for all you <coughs> fancy pants, well, you can go to um, Tractor Supply or Orslands or Atwoods or any farm and feed store and for like a few hundred bucks buy a really cute chicken house. A chicken mansion. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> they're like the cutest little chicken yep. and, and they're self-contained and they're good for up to four chickens and four eggs a day is you know that's pretty good supplementation right. and we've done we've crunched the numbers uh, and chickens are basically a wash for as far as what you pay for good eggs and how much chickens cost it's basically a financial wash um, because they eat a lot of your waste yeah so yes you'll buy some chicken feed and for them peck at and you buy some chicken but every time you're done a meal and you've, you know you, you would scrape what you would scrape into the trash just scrape into a little Tupperware container take it out there and the chickens will eat that that's that's dinner for the chickens um, and they're fun and you know the kids yeah, like them cute. yeah exactly now one thing I will tell you though is if you let your chickens free range your backyard you can trip clip their wings or train them so they don't fly at all they're not gonna fly away um, they will poop everywhere you don't want them to poop oh yeah concrete dude everywhere it doesn't matter yeah everywhere you don't want them yeah. to poop though they'll be don't leave your shoes outside yeah and don't ever feed them from your back door and <laughs> teach them that that's where food comes from because they will be there yeah but once again chickens are easy a small garden space is reason gardens are hard to to um to to cultivate there, there's a huge 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 miss <clears throat> And if I had a dollar for every time I heard some prepper, quote unquote prepper, say, "Well, I'll just grow a garden," and yeah. I've got all my seeds, my heritage heirloom seeds, and I'm like, "Have you ever grown a garden? We've tried. Yeah, it's 
it is tough. challenging. Yeah. It takes work. That's why I'm saying start small. I'm not yeah. trying to tell you nothing. I'm telling you, you to do it, but you got to learn to do it. The, the 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 prepper who tells you I'll just grow a garden when when the you know stuff hits the fan on my bug out property, they're not going to do that. Yeah. They're, they're, it's an illusion. They're yep. they're out of their minds. They don't know what they're talking about. It's a fantasy, is what it is. You know, they've got a bunch of starter kits. You know, where you can just they already have the seeds in it and in mm-hmm. soil and yeah. uh, just kind of get your your feet wet on that and right. then just get bigger. Right, right. So you got garden chickens, rabbits. That's another another place uh, that's once again it is more advanced but it, there's no reason why you couldn't overlap while you're doing some of these other things you know i, I don't i mean once again getting a month ahead in reserve on the foods you already buy that's not difficult to do it just right. takes a little bit of a little bit of planning and a little bit of effort to do that you know with gardening and chickens and rabbits it's not complicated Mm-mm. it's just you need the knowledge and once you have the knowledge then it becomes easier yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and so if I, you know, just if we to kind of start summing things up, I do want everyone to go out just like I want you to go out and buy two gallons per person per, per day for seventy two hours. Go out and buy even just the Mountain House meals because I know Mountain House are good. They're not a sponsor, but they're good. They're good foods, um, and a couple of canned things and a couple of granola bars and high impact good foods. Seventy two hours worth for your family, so that's per person. Three that's three meals per day for three days do that immediately and then after that look at your own food budget look at how you're shopping look at you know what you already buy at the grocery store and find find ways to um to store the you know the found that's the foundational ingredients your flour water salt yeast sugar foundational ingredients and get you know oil get it get ahead of them by a month you know get ahead of them by two months at this point i think we are ahead on most of those things a solid three months because our goal like our finances is three to six months living expenses and we're including food and water in quote-unquote living expenses that's all part of you know the resources that we consume right Uh, so just like dave ramsey says three to six months living expenses but first he wants you to have that hundred dollar and then one thousand dollar emergency fund i want you to have 72 hours worth of food and water stored immediately in a box that you call your ice box that you can just grab and it's in a central place so that if you need to evacuate, you need to go somewhere, your family has it. And it's in a, even if it's MREs and it's, it's with stuff that you can cook it as well, right. you know, that you can prepare it. You know, you don't have to go out and buy 72 hours worth of food for every member of your family in one day. You can right. plan this out right. and uh, do it piece by piece mm-hmm. and um, won't take much time at all. You're right. Yep. And while you're doing that, consider short term which are your veggies and all, you know, super perishable foods, your midterms, and then your long-term. Make sure you, when you're looking at long-term and even midterm, you're looking at the ingredients list and you're buying high-impact good foods that aren't just junk for you. Uh, And try them out. You know, get samples from these companies. Um, And I do recommend, hey, let's, the, the whole point is to become less dependent on the system. Right. I like the system. I think it's neat. I'm glad we have it. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to just be utterly dependent on it so that when the infrastructure starts to crumble or shake a little, uh, like the tremors we've been having for the last couple of years, um, we're not. it doesn't shock us right. off of our feet. And also having <clears throat> three days worth of food or 72 hours worth of food is a confidence booster. Mm-hmm. You know, if something were to happen, you know, you're good for at least three days. You yeah. know, uh, you don't have to live in fear. You yeah. Know? And typical emergencies last about that. Typical. Yeah. I think, uh, the average power outage is it's kind of the average yeah. in, in, in the way to start. Um, but if it's not in your area, you know, uh, mm-hmm. at least get your 72 hours and then just increase it, you know? Yep. Yep. And just start from there. Uh, learning how to, Preserve your own food is are also good things to know. Uh, we're working on that ourselves. That's there's some holes in our game there. I know we know quite a bit about it, but I don't know everything. Right. And so people that you know I, that I know know more than me. I humbly ask, hey, you know, some friends with property. Hey, we're talking about raising hogs again with them. And so I try to you know, kind of as a mutual assistance type thing where they're like, hey, Caldwell, you know how to do this. And we have the property. Can we team up? And then I give them meat. I give them knowledge. I give them information. Um, and they have a, an area for it. But if if you don't know how to can or jar food, ask old Aunt Betty. 
Absolutely. I'm sure she would love to hang out with you oh, and, yeah. teach, and teach you how to can food, right? Um, consider investing in food preservation items like meat grinders, uh, dehydrators, vacuum, uh, sealers. vacuum sealers. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as just fun projects to practice, make your own jerky. You know, uh, go out squirrel hunting with somebody and get a bunch of squirrels and learn how to make squirrel stew. It's actually really good. Yeah. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> I've had rabbit stew and it's it's delicious. Delicious. It's so awesome. Made a Guinness rabbit stew. Mm, that sounds really good. Yeah, actually. it was really good. Yeah, super good. So yeah. hopefully this helped. I know it's a little bit of uh, you know all over the place, but but hopefully it's a good place to start. And if there's any other information you need to know or would like to know, just ask us in the comments. And if we don't know it, we'll we'll research it and find it for you or help point you in the right direction. Yeah, or, or if there's something you want to see more of, just let us know in the comments and maybe we'll do a, another podcast. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, the Trinity Water Food Medical, this has been the food one, getting you up and going with food. If there's anything that we forgot, you know, that, that you're like, hey, I do this, or you've got any other ideas on ways that you preserve or make sure your family is uh, well stocked when it comes to food uh, and taken care of when it comes to food, uh, let us know. Man, I, I like good ideas. I would like to know more. We don't certainly don't know everything. And all I know is, you know, living on 15 acres for a long time and now I live in the city and we're trying to figure it out. Right. You know, um, it was a culture shock, but we're trying to figure out now how to prep inside of. You know, a metro, you know, a city. Urban city, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're super grateful for everybody. Leave the comments below. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all the formalities. And uh, thank you. And remember, just because you're prepared doesn't mean you're paranoid. Awesome. See you next time.